you're about to listen to another great show on the Four Eyed Radio Network. To listen to other shows just like this, go to foureyedradio.com. Like our show, Victory Road, a Pokemon podcast. Where we talk everything and anything about Pokemon. Learn something new. Like, did you know that every Pokemon card is misprinted on the back? The ball centerpiece opens on the wrong side. <laughs> what? I'm going to have to check that out. But yeah, you can learn stuff like that, which I just learned right now. Wallop and web snappers. My spider sense is tingling. 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 Anybody else's spider sense tingling? Welcome to Walloping Web Snappers, a Spider-Man podcast where we dive into every Spider-Man cartoon ever made. I'm Doug. And I'm Derek. And is your spider sense tingling? Uh, before I get to that, I just need to know. Who's your date tonight? <laughs> is it is it Charlie Reynolds? <laughs> Too short. <laughs> uh, what about Bob Cassidy? Oh, to listen to the show, find us on foureyedradio.com and wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast is brought to you by Bob Cassidy. I mean, Revenge Lover Designs, illustration and design that fit your personality. For samples and inquiries, visit revengelover.com. <laughs> I was genuinely curious as to where that was going when you started. <laughs> like, what is this going to be? <laughs> <laughs> well, we have returned to a series we haven't talked to about in quite a while, uh, but that joke might make sense uh, when you hear that we are covering Spider-Man and his amazing friends again. I'm, ah. like, really happy about that. <laughs> oh, me too. I missed them. I did, you know... Out of the like, uh, out of the other late seventies, early eighties shows that we've covered, which is just I don't know why I said it like that. It's just the, the <laughs> eighty one Spider Man show and Spider Woman. Out yeah. of out of out of this this little triad of those shows, like I don't know. There's just something about Amazing Friends that's just like really speci- like a specific energy and uh, that I really dig. And maybe it's because I like. I just like the amazing friends is like vibe together. And I like, like Angelica. I don't know something about it. I just really miss this show. And it feels like it stands out among, not to say that I don't like the other shows, especially spider woman. I think spider woman rules, but like this show is just uh just really something special. I think like, yeah. I think now that we're at this point with it and we've covered a number of episodes and have like basically had it in our lives, you know, for, for a couple of years now, even in small doses, like I kind of, I kind of really get why there's a lot of nostalgia around this show specifically, you know, for Gen X in particular. Yeah. I don't know why, like if I could articulate what it is, but I feel it right. Like, cause if yeah. I were to say what my favorite of the three of that triad is, it would be spider woman. And I, I could articulate why. Right. But this show, for some reason, I just like, it makes me happy to watch and I'm like, I was like excited yeah. to know that we were going to be watching it again. And I, I don't even know why I just like it. It's just like fun and nice. And it's weird. Cause it's not even a lot of the things that I specifically want from a Spider-Man show. You know what I mean? Like many of the things about this show are things that I would like actively not put into my own Spider-Man show, <laughs> you yeah. know? So it's, it's kind of like baffling, but at the same time, like I'm not questioning it. Cause it just, it's like a, it makes me feel good to watch this show. <laughs> 
yeah, like I remember, you know, when we were when we were talking to Jim Krieg on, mm-hmm. on the Hydro Man Revisited episode, and he like had brought up, you know, when we were just talking about like how everybody's kind of favorite show depends on when you're a kid, and you know that what you want from Spider Man is can can vary wildly, and he was just like, like I don't like Amazing Friends is fine, but you know why does Spider Man doesn't have friends? Peter yeah. Parker doesn't have friends. Why would he have Amazing <laughs> Friends? Yeah. And it's like. I agree, actually. I right. actually pretty fully agree. <laughs> right. But I also am like, but I also love his amazing friends. I right. love the spider friends. They're really fun together. Exactly. So. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, if for some yeah. reason you are listening to us talk about the show and aren't watching it, you can. It's pretty easily available um, if you have Disney Plus because it's all, well, almost all on there. But we'll get to that when we get to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the episode numbering is a little wonky uh, because of what we were alluding to. And also there's episodes that are randomly just in a weird place in it. So we're, we go by like the Wikipedia slash I think IMDb listing, which I think was is like the uh, regular production and or air date listing. So like it doesn't matter for this show. But if you're curious why the numbers yeah. don't line up with Disney Plus sometimes, yeah. that's why. Well, the episode we're talking about today is Spider-Man and His Amazing Friends Season 1, Episode 7, called The Prison Plot. And here's the synopsis per IMDb. The evil Magneto places a force field around a prison island, holding the prison staff and others attending a convention, including the Spider-Friends, hostage. Magneto seizes control of the power supply to the entire East Coast and threatens to destroy the Earth unless his brotherhood of evil mutants are immediately paroled from jail. <laughs> that was a lot. That's, uh, yeah, that's 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 most of it. <laughs> yep. Why'd I write anything this... for this episode? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> right, right. Yep, that's everything. The original air date was actually on Halloween. Oh. October 30. 30- yeah, weird, right? Uh, October 31st, 1981. Sure. I guess okay. they they probably weren't like, well, I don't know. I was going to say they probably weren't like planning for Halloween episodes, but yeah, I'm they, sure there were Halloween episodes in the 80s. Yeah, <laughs> there were Halloween episodes in the <laughs> yeah. 80s. It's very weird. No, Halloween was invented in 1985, so, you know. Oh, got it, got it. <laughs> it's, this, this show especially could do such a good Halloween episode. Like they basically, basically oh, their yeah. first episode basically was cause they had a costume party and green goblin is all Halloween. Like, so like, yeah, uh, you know, whatever it, it's, it's, yeah, <laughs> it's just odd. Yep. The episode was written by Donald F. Gallet. Uh, we talked about way, 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 way back in our episode nine. Um, mm-hmm. He's responsible for the, the Frump episode, the famed oh. Mr. Frump episode. Oh. So. <laughs> we need to revisit that episode with somebody. For Absolutely. sure. 100%. <laughs> well, we already mentioned him in the synopsis, but a character highlighted, the character highlighted in this episode is Magneto, and he is voiced by Michael Rye, um, who is a prominent radio performer that we first spoke about in our episode four when we were talking about the 90s animated series, where he voices Dr. Stillwell in that 90s animated series. So we know we know the folks uh, worth mentioning here. <laughs> yeah, what a, what an interesting connection to the '90s show too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, other than that, um, all we have left to do is just talk about the episode. So I suppose yeah, we could do that. Do <laughs> let's do it. Well, this episode opens at a Niagara prison, <laughs> which is like not close to New York City. Which is my very first question about this episode. Like, why are they here and not in the city? But whatever. Uh, They're at a a Niagara prison 
where the National Police Chief and Warden Convention is being held. Hilariously wow. in a prison, you guys. Oh, fucking, they're like laughing about it too. Like we're holding it to the right place this time. It's a prison. <laughs> fucking weird ass dorks. Good God. You know what? When you know what's funny is like if I hadn't watched Orange is the New Black, I would have thought that this whole concept was absolutely ridiculous. The like, like a police chief and warden convention, but Orange is the New New Black has a whole thing about uh like a prison convention as well. So it must exist. Mm. <laughs> I guess so. it must be a thing. <laughs> That's so stupid. If two shows said it, it must be true. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's how TV works. That's how fiction works and television works. Yeah, that's that's how where all my beliefs come from, obviously, is two television shows or more. Anyway, the reason we're at this uh, this prison convention is because Peter, Jeez. Bobby, and Angelica are trying to earn money to buy Aunt May a birthday present. And so they're working at this event as gophers, as in go for this and go for that, which... Uh, is a term Bobby is not familiar with. <laughs> okay, I knew the term gophers. This show taught me why they're called gophers. I never realized <laughs> that the term gophers was because of the go for this and go for that thing. Never clicked with me. It makes perfect sense. I was Amazing. just like, yeah, gophers, you know, like the animal. All right. <laughs> <laughs> perfect. Perfect. Show's educational. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> well as the three of them go for some lemonade and pretzels peter and bobby begin to pester angelica about a hot date that she has that evening which will happen over and over in this episode and we probably won't call it out every time because it is constant <laughs> it is it is hey there's a conclusion to it but it just it mm-hmm. it keeps happening <laughs> and yeah. they keep naming people and i was sort of looking them up but also there didn't seem to be much of a theme or rhyme or reason uh so i feel like maybe they're they're either just totally fake names or they're like people in production or everybody like picked their own reference and none of them are actually connected but Uh, just random names (laughs) yeah i just assumed they were all just made up names but it would be fun if they're references to something the more i looked up the less they seemed to make any sense so Gotcha. Yeah, I didn't even yeah. really make notes once it started to be- get nonsensical. <laughs> yeah. Well, after Bobby and uh, Angelica enter the kitchen, Peter, like, he's on his way with them, but he turns back and, like, I think his spider sense is supposed to be tingling, but they don't show an effect. There's just, like, I noticed a very light sound effect. Mm. Um, so I think, his, I think his spider sense was tingling. But it's subtle if if it is. Uh, either way, he turns <laughs> back to see the uh, the convention's main entertainment introduced, which is an escape artist named Proton the Great. Funny that this prison convention has like a magician type person at, at their party. Or, uh, I guess whose that's specific a thing. thing is breaking out of being restrained. Like I guess that's appropriate. The more I think about it, it's just funny uh, that they it's would do that. Exactly the kind of like stupid joke that I would expect from a prison convention. That's true. <laughs> nobody, nobody there has a good sense of humor. <laughs> Worth mentioning is that Angelica and Bobby just like go off, and Peter doesn't mention that he's staying behind or anything, and like they don't communicate at all, and they really should have. Because I think that's like the second time this has happened in the show where Peter doesn't tell his spider friends that uh that his like spider sense has gone off or whatever and then like you know he ends up in a bind because of it but you know but they also don't worry about him so whatever Uh, (laughs) (laughs) they also don't worry about him and they will pick up on what's going on without any 
any help whatsoever. <laughs> that's, that's true. That's true. It's pretty obvious. So, uh, yeah, Peter sees Proton manipulate his metal restraints, and uh, he's like, something's fishy about this. I know somebody who can actually, like, for real manipulate metal, and that person is Magneto. I think this guy's Magneto. And I think they even include a flashback to, like, an episode of the 81 show. They do. Um, interestingly enough. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of a fun, fun, funny little continuity thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but either way, he suits up to investigate. So on stage, Proton, in quotes, because one, it's really obvious that that's Magneto, and two, at this point, he's called it out as Magneto, but no one else knows, I guess. So when Proton introduces something called the Sands of Time Trap, he, which is like this big, huge hourglass full of sand and has a curtain and yada, 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 um, mm-hmm. he says that he needs a volunteer to serve as a witness to prove that nothing fishy is going on. So Spider-Man's like, I'll be a witness to this, and he swings in. (laughs) (laughs) So Magneto, who is definitely Magneto, closes the Sands of Time's curtain on himself and Spidey, and Spider-Man like pulls off his hood, and it is in fact Magneto um, under the proton disguise. So Magneto is like, hey, uh, you're ruining my plan here. So he puts Spider-Man in the trap, then reveals himself to the audience, um, and places a magnetic force field around the prison, which is so funny to me because, like, he would have done that anyway, right? Regardless of who the witness was. <laughs> That's true. So That's it just true. turns out, like, instead of, like, a warden, he gets Spider-Man instead. Sort of like an upgrade yeah. on his own plan. He's <laughs> a lucky, real lucky guy, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's worth mentioning that before he just like traps Spidey, he does give him give Spider Man an opportunity to join him. He's like, That's true. it's like, hey, the, the cops don't like you either, buddy. Why don't you Why don't you join me and we're, we'll take over the world together? You're cool. Like he's kind of like you could be a you could be a, <laughs> in my Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. You'd fit yeah. in fine. Spider Man is often mistaken for a mutant, is he not? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Magneto yeah. probably thinks he is a mutant. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I just I like that little detail because that does seem like kind of a Magneto thing. It's just like I will yeah. kill you, but first, I think you're cool if you want to join me. Like you know. Yeah, if you'll join me, it doesn't matter if you're cool, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, really. You're ostracized. I'm ostracized. We, that's enough in common for me. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> so Spider-Man is in this big hourglass, and obviously now Magneto is just, like, out as Magneto in front of all these police chiefs and wardens. So they're all like, you're under arrest now. And don't Stupid. do anything. They just shout that. So naturally, Magneto, who is a supervillain, is like, no, I'm not. And he removes all of the metal items from their persons, including badges, guns, uh, belts, uh, handcuffs, literally everything uh-huh. that they could use. And they're yep. all just like, huh? <laughs> Didn't miss the uh, the very the very uh, stout sheriff who's like basically getting stripped completely because like his pants yep. fall down, his shirt gets unbuttoned. Yeah, could have could have could have done without the uh, sound effect. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's true. Was, I don't even know what that sound effect was. <laughs> it's just so strange. It was very strange. <laughs> but yeah, there's a, a yeah a stout guy whose whose belt is ripped off by Magneto. <laughs> yeah, I do like how just completely 
stupid all of the chief, police chiefs and wardens look in this episode like throughout it they're yep. all completely useless yep. very dumb <laughs> just yep. it's it's petty on my part but no, it's uh I'm, I'm, I love, I'm with you i love laughing at it <laughs> well because i mean on a like on a serious note like most things with police officers is just propaganda that makes them look good and flawless you know what i mean like yeah. This doesn't. It makes them look like idiots. <laughs> so yep. I appreciate a change of pace. <laughs> yeah, it's nice. Spider-Man yeah. and his amazing friends said ACAB. <laughs> they sure did. This is episode 1312 of Spider-Man and his amazing friends. <laughs> well, Magneto now having sort of uh, uh, de-weaponized, I guess, these police officers who weren't doing anything anyway. Um, explains yeah. what his demands are. And he says, each warden here has one of my mutants, which is hilarious because he only demands that three of them are released. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I didn't even pick up on that. That's funny. <laughs> so Magneto explains that he wants his Brotherhood of Evil mutants released. And specifically, he's talking about the Blob, Toad, and Mastermind, who Mastermind's kind of fun because they like flash up a bunch of other villain faces on the screen. Uh, which yeah. is just sort of like a fun little, I guess, cameo on the part of those villains. <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess so. Um, but yeah, he wants them released. And the audience is obviously like, no, we're not going to do that. So Magneto, uh, being a drama queen, flies off and mangles a bunch of specifically noted unmanned trains because he's not a monster. Um, <laughs> but then threatens to starve entire cities if they don't do what he says. So maybe a little <laughs> bit of a monster also. <laughs> <laughs> a little, little column A, little column B. Exactly. He's complex. <laughs> yeah, he's he's a complex villain. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Appreciate the blob wearing nothing but a Speedo, too. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> exactly. Why, why should he wear anything else? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, in the sands of time. I don't know. I like that. <laughs> Meanwhile, the sands of time. <laughs> in the sands of time. <laughs> Spider-Man tries to use his webbing to stop the sand, but of course his web shooters are jammed because they're all clogged with Sam. His, Sam, they aren't clou- clogged. Clou- <laughs> they're clouds with Sam. They're clouds with Sam. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> Keep that in. <laughs> his web shooters are jammed. Uh, they're clogged with sand, which happens pretty frequently on, on these older shows. Um, so yeah, so he's just stuck there. In the kitchen, Bobby and Angelica, they, they suit up to help. Uh, they feel the earthquakes and everything's toppling down, so they can tell that, that everything's going wrong. You know what I love about them suiting up in this moment? They specifically yeah. like shout out their names. Like I don't know why <laughs> they, they do. do that, but they do. And I love it. <laughs> full henshin. I love, love it. it. Exactly. <laughs> Um, after like kind of a couple attempts to, to break the glass to rescue uh, to rescue Spidey out of the sands of time, um, Firestar does realize that Magneto actually kind of failed to shield the bottom of the trap. Um, so they're able to get through him through there and uh, free Spidey out of the sands of time. Out of the sands of time. He's free sands from the sands of time. Yeah. <laughs> I really, really laughed. It's so stupid. But I really laughed at the dumb little joke when, uh, when, when they show up and Spidey's like, you forgot the lemonade. And Iceman's like, be right back and actually leaves. And it's like, and Spidey's like, I was just kidding. Was and it kidding. is honestly, I, I think it's honestly unclear if Bobby like, is is joking with him or if he's just that stupid and thought that he was actually asking for lemonade because Bobby is not a very smart person in this show. So yeah, it works brilliantly either way. way. Yeah, it's good. Good joke. Love it. 
Love it. I, uh, you know, fun fact, um, probably like, I don't even know, a year ago or whenever it was we covered the 1981 show, I accidentally watched this episode. And the one thing I remembered from this episode was that Magneto forgot to shield the bottom of the trap. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's right, that idiot. <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty big oversight on his part, for sure. Yep. <laughs> well, anyway... We cut to Niagara Falls <laughs> because that's sure. where they are, uh, and uh, and and Aunt Aunt May is there, uh, and she is watching a story on the news about Magneto's antics at the prison, uh, accompanied by Ms. Lyon. So they're not just at the prison uh, doing their thing. Aunt May is also with them in, I guess, Buffalo or the New York <laughs> State side of Niagara. <laughs> Sure. Nowhere sure. close to New York City, uh, so that they can have this temporary, probably weekend long job at a prison convention. Yeah. How sure. much money did they did they spend <laughs> to go to Niagara Falls and have a place to stay there for Aunt May to have like this nice little ferry tour around Niagara Falls? Like the money that they spent for this trip is probably equal or more so than the amount that they're making from this yeah. prison convention job. I don't I don't understand the location of this at all other than they really wanted Niagara Falls to be a part of this episode. <laughs> but it's not really. It barely is though. Like it has yeah. nothing to do with anything cuz I mean the only other relevance to this being Niagara Falls is I think cuz I guess is, is there actually a power plant on Niagara mm-hmm. Falls? Like is yeah. that for real? So I guess that's the only other thing but like they could have just had it Made take up place one. anywhere. Just made up a power plant in New York, and it could have avoided yeah. all of that. So strange. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want to believe they had no idea that uh, New York City and Niagara Falls were not close to each other. That's what I want to believe. I know that's a zero percent chance, but I want to believe it anyway. I don't know. They weren't. I mean, they were in New York. Uh, they were in L.A. If they were just like, <laughs> maybe they just never, like, never occurred to them how far it is. What is the East Coast? <laughs> <laughs> So uh, when Magneto returns to the prison, he finds Spidey freed, of course, and he's like, all right, fine, I'll attack all of you. So they clash for a bit. There's like a cute little bit where Spidey, where like he gets, he gets, there's a couple of quips going on, but my favorite line from him, even just out of context, is after being webbed, uh, Magneto just says, neither cute nor effective. I love that. Because he love calls uh, Iceman's attack cute. And then Spider-Man tries something. He's like, neither cute nor effective. <laughs> it's so good. It's like double diss. <laughs> yeah, you suck, Spider-Man. At least Bobby's cute. <laughs> Magneto Aww. has a crush on Bobby. <laughs> Aww. But not you, Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, they clash. Um, and then Magneto is like, all right, y'all have one hour to fulfill my demands. And then he flies off. Spider-Man kind of shares that he noticed that the electricity was actually flickering whenever Magneto was using his great power. So they they kind of conclude that he must be boosting his power with the Niagara Falls power plant. The trio agrees to kind of shut down the power plant so then they can weaken him. And Firestar, <laughs> uh, after they do a little, like, draw the straws thing, Firestar literally gets the short straw and stays at the prison to kind of distract uh, Magneto or deal with him or whatever, while Spider-Man and Iceman head to the power plant. Okay, two things about this moment. One, yeah, Firestar drawing the short web or whatever. Oh yeah, what they're literally they're webs, not literally straws. Yeah, th- I don't. They're get it. three. They're three webs because they don't have straws. And then Firestar 
grabs one, but then it like burns in her hand or like it what what like they were all the same size, but when she grabbed it, it went short. What was happening there? Like they treat it like it's a match burning, like but from the <laughs> bottom up. Yeah, what was that? I don't it's know. So confusing. <laughs> That was definitely, like, a, an animation versus writing disparity. Like, there wasn't communication there or something. Yeah. <laughs> no clue what that like, was. Yeah. Special Spidey special sparkler match webbing, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Like trick candles, but trick webbing. <laughs> yeah. Used specifically for drawing straws. Um, exactly. <laughs> the other thing, and this is something we'll revisit when we get to the end of the episode, but it cracks me up that their plan for stopping Magneto is shutting down the Niagara Falls power plant. Like, that is not also going to create massive issues. Right. Well, it's, <laughs> What are you it's, thinking? Yeah. <laughs> it's all a huge mess in a way that, like, I'm, to- I'm perfectly fine with. It's stupid. Oh, it's all but absurd. It's like, Nothing yeah. makes any sense. But it's so funny because when they said that, I was like – Excuse what? me, you want to do what, what? now? <laughs> and it's so funny because when I was watching this initially, uh, or when I first, or when it started, I was like, you know, Magneto is a really good villain for this show. I think, like, I think this show because it's about three super people, it pro- it it can struggle a bit with like how to get villains that 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 actually work or find ways to like depower or kidnap one of the other ones to let or separate them or whatever. Like, it has to sort of jump through those hoops. But Magneto is like a good one because he is one who is always he, he just in the canon and just generally is known to be like such a powerful character who knows how to use his power and is very smart and also has a connection to Firestar and Iceman because they're ex-people. Mm-hmm. So it's like cool. But then the one downside with him is that like he doesn't really have a weakness, you know, like it is generally really hard to beat Magneto because it's just like, oh, we have to get him to a place where there's like no metal or anything like that's, mm-hmm. you know, so it's always fascinating to see, you know, how they work around that. And the way they work around it is being like, well, he's actually extra powerful now. So we just get rid of the extra power and then he's back to normal, which should still be extremely formidable. <laughs> yeah. Like this is a Magneto who uses his powers in ways that like they didn't need to have him use his powers in this episode. Like like he's able to – I mean uh, – Aside from all the sort of like nonsense power stuff they do in this show, right? Where like any like Firestar can solve anything by just like blasting it, right? Magneto has yeah. some of that too. But even aside from that stuff, he's using his powers in ways that like feel so advanced, right? Like he's able to like move people because of the iron in their blood, which I know is a thing, but it's like a type of thing this show didn't even have to acknowledge if they didn't want to, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um so yeah, he's got all that that cool, like sensible, sensible, sensical, whatever stuff that makes sense. <laughs> and then on top of that, they give him the sort of like amazing friends treatment of like, oh, also I can just blast things and it happens and stuff yeah. is working. <laughs> it's like, yeah, formidable is right for sure. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> it's like he's so he's already formidable. So it's like almost weird that they had to like overpower him in this and it <laughs> yeah. put him in a weird quarter now. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. Cause now it's just like, we've got to shut down an entire power plant. Cool. Mm-hmm. Good job. Well, speaking of the power plant, <laughs> uh, Iceman and Spider-Man arrive and share their feelings about Angelica, which is actually, which I was really surprised by because it's like a lot more, 
heartfelt and yeah. uh, like more honest than I would have expected this show to get, given that all of yeah. this relationship stuff between the two of them and Angelica has mostly been played for like cringy laughs, you know? Yeah. So for them to actually address it in a way that is emotionally sound and not cringy, I was <laughs> I was flabbergasted. It's I, like really healthy communication between the two. Like they acknowledge their own jealousy for each other in, you know, mm-hmm. the mutual feelings that they have for the same person and everything and are like not hostile about it. It's just like, yeah. oh, this is how it is. Oh, that's that's rough, buddy. Like it's I was. Yeah, I was. Yeah. I was completely taken aback in a really positive way. I will say it is not acted well. Sorry, actors. <laughs> you didn't nail it. <laughs> But it's written well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because uh, I think there's a moment where Iceman is like, "Wow, you." I mean, actually, I think Frank Welker does a good job. I think really Peter is just the or Spider Man is the one that's really not pulling his emotional weight uh, sure, in this yeah. interaction. Because Iceman basically says like, "Wow, you're really head over heels for her, or something like that," and Spider Man literally just goes, "Uh huh." <laughs> it's like, what was that? What was yeah. that? <laughs> what was the direction on that? <laughs> so pitiful right i don't remember when it's come up before but it has before with him like what dan gilvazan is a really good comedic performer i think like he's really really funny in this show but he's not a good like dramatic character actor at all like i don't out in this moment (laughs) yeah yeah like if he's not if he's not overacting on purpose or like quipping or whatever i don't think it works for him unfortunately (laughs) well luckily this moment is a rare one but i do like it like it it is very very cool and i like the way that they sort of articulate their own concerns because iceman admits you know, like, yeah, I I do really like Angelica, but fire and ice don't mix. And basically says, like, so honestly, you should go for it. <laughs> but then yeah. Spider-Man is like, yeah, but here's the thing. If I, if I tell Angelica I like her and she turns me down or isn't into it, like, that could be awkward and break up the Spider-Friends. Like, what does yeah. that look like after the fact? And I appreciate Aww. that. It doesn't. I mean, that's pretty much it, but I like that it's there. <laughs> yeah. Well, you could see that being like, I know, you know, this show isn't going to do any kind of serialized stuff at all. But like, as I can, I think it's sort of like almost gives a little bit of pathos to what's been like a sort of weird, subtly running thread throughout the show where they've flaunted with like an attraction between the three of them or love triangle, but never like set it out right. And it's kind of nice that it's just there now. Mm-hmm. So anytime those weird, jealous things happen throughout the rest of the show, it's sort of like, you kind of get where it's coming from. Like, oh, yeah, it, it's even though it's still kind of toxic, I see why Peter would be kind of jealous of someone who isn't his girlfriend because he does like her but doesn't feel like the confidence to actually go f- spider friends go for it with her. You hey. Know? <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's like it's a realistic thing. That's a thing that lots of people in high school and in college, like the age that they are, like think about, you know, you don't want to break up your friend group. Just to just to go for the person you like. Mm-hmm. Like, I get it. It's relatable, even if they don't go anywhere with it. Yeah. Well, and w- one thing that's that's strange is, like, because this scene exists, if they never actually – like, they could, they could theoretically never really address it ever again because both characters have basically been like, I'm not going to pursue this relationship with Angelica. So, like, yeah. if, if for some reason they felt like this dynamic wasn't working – this could be a way to basically be like, we're going to sort of like 
cool it on that. I doubt they will because they play it for laughs, not for drama. So I think yeah, we'll still yeah. get the like la- cringy laugh moments. But I feel like, you know, <laughs> if, if if we saw less of that stuff, I think you could kind of trace it back to this scene. Yeah. The fact that this is here at all means that they were thinking about it, which I think is yeah. fascinating on its own, considering how, you know, how the show otherwise has no interest in, like, character yep. drama at all. Like, the fact that they, that they did have that in the back of their heads uh, enough to actually write this scene, I think, says a lot. That maybe there could be some underlying things that we can pull out in future episodes that aren't completely unfounded, potentially. Yeah, yeah. Probably one of the most, if not the most sincere scenes we've seen uh in the show and i wouldn't be surprised if ends up being the most sincere (laughs) scene in this show (laughs) fascinating wasn't expecting it but i like it not at all yeah well back at the prison magneto sets up a command center and he begins shutting down power throughout the east coast and (laughs) shares his demands widely but Funnily, after he's already shut the power off, so I don't really know who he's talking to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was wondering that too. Like, does he have like some kind of weird analog setup that's just booming to everybody? I hope. Just literally, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> they really undercut themselves too because they do this funny thing where you see the power go off in sort of waves, and then there's a news story happening where a guy is talking about what's going on, but then it cuts off when the power to the city cuts off. So they even, like, draw attention to the fact that, like, broadcasting was shut down, and then Magneto himself broadcasts. (laughs) It's like, oh, uh, whoops. (laughs) (laughs) Should have swapped the order there, but oh, but all right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's all right. Magneto can talk to himself. He would. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's not like the rest of the city can do anything anyway. It's really just the prison that that needs to do stuff. Like, they're yeah. the only ones who can take any action. So Yeah. Yeah. The rest of the, the city is just baffled at this point. Well, no, I guess there were <laughs> there were news stories going out beforehand. So they, they know why yeah. they're being why their power has been taken away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, meanwhile, Firestar makes her way to the boiler room. She actually she actually mentioned this earlier, but I but like didn't say why she was going there. She was just like, oh, this will lead to the boiler room. It's like, okay, sure, I guess. But then she makes it to the boiler room and attempts to, in Magneto's own words, smoke him out. But it doesn't work because he sees that happening and immediately knows what she's trying to do. And so this is where <laughs> this is where I talk about that amazing friend's blast magic and just fires his magnetic powers back through the vent that she's trying to smoke him out through. And this neutralizes Firestar's powers and freezes yep. the room because that's what magnets do. <laughs> Reverse <laughs> the polarity, right? I, I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. Somebody who knows geothermal magnetism things or something help. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to be like, none of that. It makes sense. That's yeah. Why are you I mean, asking me? I can't given, help you. <laughs> yeah. Given that his powers are magnetism and her powers are like microwaves. I don't think there's a relationship there at all. <laughs> no. I don't even know if it was microwaves at this point. I feel like, in I don't, sh- think I don't feel like it became microwaves until after the show was over. Like fire beams. <laughs> yeah. Like so the- hot lasers. <laughs> and as we all know, when you put a uh, negatively charged magnet against fire, it turns and dies. So it freezes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> totally. Yeah. <laughs> I love this show so much. It's so good. It's the show rules. Hello, Amanda. 
amazing friends, we just wanted to take a quick moment to shout out our Spectacular Enough patrons, Katie, Mike, Eric, Carl, and Lillian. If you would like to join our Patreon, we have a ton of great bonus content waiting for you. We have our Spider Bites, where we talk about pretty much whatever we want in the Spider-Man universe, such as comics, like the current Miles Morales series, and classics like Kraven's Last Hunt. Sometimes we do deep dives into Spider-Man stuff, like our miniseries on the unmade Spider-Man movies. Or we spin off into other topics, like the Blade movies, or the Firestar comics. Sometimes we'll do some bonus content just because we happen to have it, like Peaks Behind the Curtain or how we make certain episodes. And if you join us at the $5 Spectacular level, you also get access to our After Dark commentaries where we let loose and talk about shows that aren't Spider-Man related without a filter. Shows like Gargoyles, Batman Beyond, Muppet Babies, and more. Ultimately, these are the types of things that we're going to talk about anyway, so recording it and making it available on Patreon is our way of saying thank you so much for supporting this show and letting us do the types of things we really want to do. Whatever tier you opt into, thank you so much. Whether you're an avid listener or just stopping by, we appreciate that too. From your friendly neighborhood podcasters, thank you. Oh boy, um, back on the boat, uh, now outside of the prison. Of um, course. You know, on- of course, yeah. Why go closer to the danger, everybody? Uh, you know, Aunt May is like, "Oh no, the children are in there. We've got to help them. What can I do?" And Miss Lion is like, "I know what to do," and just dives into the water and begins to swim. Um, and Aunt May is like, "My little tiny dog just dove, dove into the water outside of Niagara Falls towards a supervillain prison." I what? Um, she throws, I do like, I like this Aunt May in this episode. Cause like, even though she's still like, you know, she's ultimately useless. She still like wants to do something and does like throw out a life preserver to rescue the dog that jumped out of her arms into the water. Like she actually is trying rather than just fretting, you know, I appreciate that, um, that she's trying to be proactive and a crew yeah. member kind of jumps in. <laughs> I mean, it's a bare minimum. She's literally only there so that there's a reason for Miss Lyon to be there. She is, but (laughs) they could, I think, I would not have been surprised if they just wrote her as just being like, oh, no, and that's it. The fact that she is, like, trying to be proactive, I think, like, is a lot for this version of Aunt May. I'm just saying. (laughs) (laughs) And she does one thing. Low bar, low bar. <laughs> and she does thing. say that she wants to help before Miss Lion dives away. Uh-huh. That's what clues in Miss Lion. So one and a half things. That's still more than she's ever done in the entire history of the show. You saying. could argue that her saying she wants to help is the entire reason the boat went from Niagara Falls to the prison. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the only the, Miss Lion is pretty instrumental in uh, getting the uh, getting the spider friends out of their binds. So technically, Aunt May saved the day. Just saying. I will not co-sign that, but you <laughs> preach the gospel of Aunt May. <laughs> how did this? How did this happen? I'm usually the one that's like super <laughs> hypercritical of, of Aunt May in any given scenario. <laughs> she just surprised me. We've reversed the polarity. You know, we've reversed the polarity. <laughs> oh man, I'm ice and you're in your fire now. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um. Anyway, anyway, yeah, a crew member jumps in to try to help rescue the dog, but <laughs> everyone drowns. <laughs> everyone drowns. Actually, <laughs> it cuts to commercial with Aunt May just being like, 
oh no, Miss Lion drowned. And it's like sad music to just like empty water. And the crew member. Like yeah, both gone. of them, when it cuts to commercial, Ms. Lion is perceived as drowned by Aunt May. And the, the crew member who I thought was going to grab the life preserver was like, I can't breathe. And then we never see anything from him again. <laughs> so you go to commercial thinking that you just witnessed a man and a little dog drown to death. Yeah. And yeah. it goes to commercial. And it's like. Yeah, I know. We know Miss Lyon's not going to die. But, like, if you're a kid watching this in 1981, that could be a little bit traumatic. It's not like Spider-Man in an explosion. This is a little fucking dog. And Aunt May <laughs> literally being like, she's gone. She's gone. And a full-grown like, man being like, I can't breathe. Help. It's, like, it's, uh, those waters yeah. are treacherous. <laughs> it's pretty rough. Pretty rough, man. Wow. Choices, amazing friends. Choices. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Miss Lyon's dead. Uh, anyway, no. She actually, after commercial, they do pick up and she has dove underwater and is swimming underwater because she's a super dog or whatever. Um, and she's able to <laughs> enter the prison through a water drain. Yep. She does that. <laughs> it's Miss And Lyon, she does get you know. inside. It works. Mm-hmm. So she gets inside. Uh, the only obstacle is that, you know, there's like a grate in the way. But luckily she's discovered by Iceman and he breaks that grate and lets her in. And he realizes that if Miss Lyon was able to get in to the prison, that he and Angelica could probably get out of the prison the same way. Um, because clearly Magneto, just like forgetting to shield the bottom of the sands of time, Clearly forgot to shield the bottom of the prison. <laughs> Magneto just has problems with bottoms. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> so he instructs Ms. Lion to find Angelica, and then he ice surfs into the water drain. Um, I have a question. Yeah. I, I, I think Spider-Man, like, sent Iceman back to the prison, but why? I don't know. I don't know. Like, why, know. why did they both go to the power plant? And then Iceman left the power plant to go to the prison to then escape the prison. And how did he get back into the prison if he wasn't able to get out of the prison? <laughs> how far away is the prison from the – I mean, yeah, how far away Fully is the prison unclear. from the power plant? Fully unclear. Yeah. All we know is that the power plant is not on the same island because Magneto has to leave the island to get to the power plant. <laughs> does he though because we just see him fly yeah. like up into the clouds we don't see him like go to another island do we i feel like they leave the island i mean the Maybe. island like the the power plant is at niagara falls yeah <laughs> it's very know. confusing it's really confusing yeah anyway <laughs> Iceman, who has broken back into the prison after leaving the prison uh leaves the prison again uh, is is where we're at. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Unfortunately for them, Magneto sees everything from his command center, uh, so he sees Iceman leaving through that grate, but he also sees Spider-Man attempting to climb the power plant walls in his lead-lined suit, which he put on when they were having their heart-to-heart. Yeah. No clue why he has a lead-lined suit. They don't explain it at any point in this entire episode. Is lead not magnetized, like, or whatever, what word I'm trying to think of? Oh. does Is it not magnetic? Not. That's the word. I'm going to look that up, actually. I'm not sure. Is lead like that, magnetic? I feel like maybe that could be it. 
<laughs> yeah, it's not magnetic. So maybe that's okay. that's the point. I thought gotcha. it was a radiation thing because he was in the power plant. <laughs> that's that's what usually I what it is in super superhero properties. Yeah, like that was my assumption. But I mean, maybe, yeah, maybe it was for the magnetism thing. I mean, both of them make about the same amount of sense, so <laughs> but I guess they don't really clarify it. You know, what? one reason why they put him in that suit, when he first gets, gets in that suit, they, like, even though it's not a form-fitting suit, they, they draw a very shapely butt on him. <laughs> they do. At, at one point, at a couple of points, actually. They do. A more shapely butt on him than when he's in his regular suit. Yeah, yeah, oddly enough. <laughs> Don't really understand how that works. There's more but. definition in his lead suit butt than Bobby's butt in Iceman form. Yeah. Maybe the lead suit comes with like <laughs> butt implants? Like butt pla- butt pads in it. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Protect that ass from radiation, baby. Yeah. Yeah, most important part. <laughs> well, Magneto's weakness is bottom so okay well anywho (laughs) i was hoping Um, that setup would go somewhere at some point somehow i'm glad it did so spider-man is climbing this wall in a lead line suit he tries to for some reason jump from one wall into the power plant instead of just climbing the other wall into the power plant but fails to make the jump because he's in this clunky suit and falls like a straight-up sack of potatoes to the ground below. It's a hard <laughs> fall. Does Makes no attempt to to save himself whatsoever. No. Just smashes <laughs> into the ground. Hilarious. <laughs> Love it. So funny. <laughs> so Magneto sees this. He's at the power plant now, and... Trap Spider-Man inside of, I guess, what's like a metal water reservoir. It looks kind of like, kind of like what you would see on top of a building, uh, oh, like yeah. a, you know, that Spider-Man even ends up trapped in sometimes, like in New York City. Um, it looks mm. like one of those, just empty and probably a bit smaller. And then threatens to throw him over Niagara Falls, a la Annie Edson Taylor in her like barrel going over the falls, <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, which is a fun reference. I feel like that alone is uh, a reason to include Niagara Falls. <laughs> sure, I'm gonna throw you over Niagara Falls in a barrel, like that one lady. <laughs> Makes sense. Makes sense. <laughs> Well, back inside the prison, Miss Lyon finds Firestar, but she can't get into the boiler room. Her barking, however, does motivate Firestar, and she uses the uh, the, the power of, of Miss Lyon's cheerleading to blast a steam pipe, warming herself and the room around her. So she's back in action. Uh, Miss Lyon then leads Firestar to the water drain through which she entered the prison and Iceman escaped. Like I said, Miss, Miss Lyon instrumental to the plot and only was there because of aunt may so aunt may helped save the day she sure did (laughs) i mean aunt may wanted to prevent ms lion uh from saving the day i will point out but if it's true yeah (laughs) you know but then again maybe that was just performative for Mm, everyone else mm -hmm, on the boat mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. if she didn't then they'd be Mm -hmm. like lady why are you fine with your fucking Mm. dog diving off the diving off the edge of a boat into the water i think you're right i think you're right yeah yeah secret weapon (laughs) well at the falls magneto changes his plan for some reason and instead of just letting spider-man go over the falls which is dangerous as hell in the first place he uses a bunch of iron filings 
to create like what basically just looks like a geyser launching Spider-Man into the air only to throw him over the falls anyway, <laughs> but from higher up, I guess uh, it's villain shit. So I don't know. But yeah, this is where sure. Magneto reaches like maximum, like, uh, like evil laugh villain status. So he's just doing shit. Cause it's funny. <laughs> His plan though, doesn't come to fruition because as he flies off to let Spider-Man fall, Iceman arrives and freezes the entirety of Niagara Falls and Spider-Man with it. So the the barrel does not fall (laughs) and Spider-Man can just crawl out (laughs) and up the falls. Did you see that? Spider-Man wall crawls up the the frozen Niagara Falls. (laughs) You know, I love this show. It's so ridiculous. Uh... (laughs) And if it weren't trying not to be ridiculous uh it would be infuriating but it just it's just doing its thing it's just living its life it's just telling funny stories and i like it it it's refreshing yeah let it live (laughs) refreshing like a float frozen niagara falls that spidey climbs up yum yeah, so the two head back to the power plant where Magneto is threatening to launch the country's entire nuclear arsenal. Why? So, Why would you more, do that, Magneto? A, a little more on the monster column now. It's got to kind of <laughs> shift it away from being anywhere in the gray or in the middle. Pretty, pretty full, pretty full, horrible genocidal monster now, unfortunately. Yeah. I feel like um, this isn't <laughs> just about getting your bros back. Yeah. What are you going to do after you admire the <laughs> nuclear arsenal? You're just going to be like, cool, now I live in a nuclear wasteland. Like, what? Wha- I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I don't boy. Know. Um, all right. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, the audience is like, I mean, I guess we kind of release your three friends now. I, that's <laughs> a lot. I don't know why you even need them if you can just fire nuclear weapons. Um, the entire country's nuclear arsenal right now. Why do you even need these three guys? Like, you seem like you can take over the world immediately without any help. So, uh, whatever. He just um, misses his bros. Yeah, I guess he does. They're keeping him from his bros. I would ha- I would hang out with that with that, with that that group if, uh, <laughs> if I had the option. It seemed fun. Yeah, I bet they could party. Yeah, I think they definitely could. Yeah, so, you know, they they reluctantly agree to uh, release Blob, Toad, and Mastermind, and the three mutants begin to make their way out of their respective prisons. Firestar confronts Magneto, though, but in a horrific sequence, <laughs> Magneto just wraps her in barbed wire? Ugh. 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 Like, ow, ouch, yeah. ouch. Yeah. She gets... She gets a couple of good jabs in him, though. She, she's like, you're not exactly a great ad-libber, are you? <laughs> I that was pretty good. But yeah, so she's wrapped in barbed wire, which is clearly painful. And, and it's kind of and Magneto forces her to reveal that Spider-Man and Iceman are shutting down the power plant and heads off to, uh, to stop them. The stupid sheriffs and wardens in the audience are like, Firestar, you sold out your friends. You suck. And she's like, hmm, you think? And gives him the old wink, wink. Did I, all part gentlemen? Of, all part of her plan. <laughs> yeah, all part of this wild fucking plan that none of us were privy to and were not made aware of it changing at all. Because at the power plant, where 
Spider-Man and Iceman and Firestar initially discussed shutting down the power plant. Spider-Man and Iceman discuss an entirely new plan that they had not mentioned to this point, um, nope. which is, hey, we got to get Magneto in between these two generators. Well, why would you need to do that if you're just shutting it down? Oh, here's why. What did, <laughs> when do they even have a chance to talk about that? Were they even in the same room together at any point after they originally planned? Like, it would have to, So it would have to be something like this. After the heart-to-heart, Spider-Man and Iceman would have had to sit there and say, like, hey, maybe shutting down the power plant is actually not a good idea. And so then Iceman would have had to go back to the po- to the prison. Maybe that's why he goes back to the prison. Maybe that's why he goes back to the prison. Oh. But does he ever – does he ever – no, because he, he didn't know he was going to run into Ms. Lyon, who obviously was the one who passed the message along to Firestar. Yeah. Because Firestar yeah. clearly seems aware of their plan. Which requires Magneto to go to the power plant. That's why she told him they were there. But maybe he was still on his way to communicate that with her. Miss Lyon just made it easier to do it. And That's maybe true. That, so. Oh yeah, because wow. he, he told he told Ms. Lyon to go find Firestar. So yeah. he was probably looking for her anyway. Yeah. So, so then actually, he was just able to get back to the power plant sooner. Yeah. Uh, than if he had spent all that time looking for Firestar. Right. So it actually wow. Checks thanks, out. Aunt May. <laughs> <laughs> it all checks out it all checks out this is actually an extremely tightly written episode yeah yeah all. and all of that is made abundantly clear um with uh with no no confusion in the episode itself um so yeah. good good job this shows the best the best anyway they're not going to shut down the power plant anymore they are in fact going to use the power plant to stop magneto so when magne magneto So when Magneto crashes through the ceiling, Spider-Man quickly webs him up, Iceman freezes his feet, and they slide him between the two generators, um, and just, they cut to Firestar melting Niagara Falls, I assume, because the falls need to be working for the power plant to be working, so that's taken care of. Uh, Anyway, (laughs) Magneto laughs at their plan, and he's like, putting me between these two generators and blasting me with power is not going to stop me. It's just going to make me more powerful. You idiots. And they're like, ha ha, that's where you're wrong. And Spider-Man's like, what if you have too much power <laughs> and they overload him, uh, which results in him being able to escape, but also being just highly magnetic. So everything metal nearby begins to attract itself to him, imprisoning him in a floating pile of metal junk. <laughs> it's I. It's clever. I think it is a really clever way to defeat him. It's much better than their original plan. <laughs> uh huh. The original plan, as we made very clear, very bad. Does not make any sense. Very bad. So, yeah. I I don't know why this could have been the plan all along. I don't know. I don't know. You don't need to lie to your audience. I've said it many times. <laughs> yeah. We would have been yeah. here for it. it the story still would have worked. <laughs> uh huh. But uh, uh, I don't know. They needed they needed Iceman to go back and forth between the two locations, you know? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> they needed Ms. Lyon to communicate a message. Well, they did. Yeah. yeah they needed to make sure they got Aunt May in the, in the story, saving the exactly. day. So. Exactly. Worth noting that with Magneto stopped, the Brotherhood are stopped from being freed. Because that entire time they were simply walking through the prison, and so they just shut the doors back <laughs> on them. That's so funny. And they're not free. Like, <laughs> like I guess I guess the prison is just utterly labyrinthine. It also, just took them forever. Also, Magneto said, Every one of you has one of my mutants. 
all three of those mutants were clearly in the same prison. <laughs> Maybe there's like a different warden for a different section of the prison. They just work differently. It's a big prison. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> this episode's oh so funny. It's fantastic. Fantastic. <laughs> um, I do really like, I love, I mean, okay, I, I never, I love Firestar and I don't like anyone ever like dogging on her or anything, but I do like when she makes a really dumb quip like Magneto's the most attractive <laughs> man. Ha ha ha. Iceman and Spider-Man literally boo and hiss at her. Literally. Like literally boo and hiss. In sync. It's so funny. <laughs> In sync. It's fabulous. No, I love that. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> well, the episode ends with Peter, Bobby, and Angelica presenting Aunt May with her present, which turns out to be a round-trip ticket to Florida after this <laughs> trip to Niagara Falls. <laughs> <laughs> so she's sure. just traveling all over the place. Good for her. Good yeah. for her. Yeah, good for her. <laughs> East Coast vacation from top to bottom. and also angelica wants to throw something on top and she says you know what aunt may i'm gonna sweeten up this gift by giving you my hot date with pierre and the boys are like pierre and angelica's like pierre the hairstylist who i had an appointment with (laughs) (laughs) which when you think about it does make sense because the way the Mm -hmm. hot date came up in the first place was the boys asking her if she had a hot date, not her yeah. volunteering that she had a hot date. She just said yeah. that she had plans that night. So it's kind of a perfect way to to bring it first full circle and make I the like boys it. look like dummies. <laughs> I like it. And it, it explains, like, she wasn't just playing coy with them the whole time. Yeah. She was just like, y'all are just being dumb, and I'm going to make you yep. d- the dumbest dumb that ever dumbed yep. with this then. <laughs> I'm going to let y'all be dumb. <laughs> here for it. Uh. <laughs> Well, one thing that I am so happy to be returning to this show for is just there are so many faces, so many moments, so many beautiful things and frames uh, that Mm -hmm. it's so hard to limit it to just two or three. But I have. (laughs) First of which, another pose of the episode, uh, when Spider-Man falls into the sands of time, his pose is like the most pinup seductive weird sort of like hello (laughs) pose ever like you could you could you could very easily just like tweak a little bit and make this like a total seduction pose cracks me up no he knows that magneto's weakness is bottoms that's true and he's like i'm gonna try to use this against him yeah yeah hey magneto look at this (laughs) this suit is skin tight magneto Oh boy. Ay, ay, ay. And Magneto also is very obviously tense and trying not to look at him. So it does work. Yep. <laughs> don't look, don't look, don't look. <laughs> <laughs> and then another moment, which I had to double check because I thought my eyes were playing tricks on me. One of the guys in the audience who I think might have been the person like who announced Magneto. I don't know. He talks more than anybody else uh, among the police. It's just the sort of like Commissioner Gordon looking guy. Um, mm. His mustache floats about. <laughs> it doesn't, yep, it doesn't does. stay where a mustache is supposed to be. And so there are moments where you can catch his mustache like completely covering his nose, his mouth, just, you know, jumping all over his face. And it's a beautiful sight to behold. <laughs> it's great. It's 
great. <sighs> what an episode. Yeah, it's fun. I I was really happy to be watching this show yep. again, like I said. I, I think I really like this episode, not so much for like the plot. I don't really know. No, the plot, the plot is nonsense. <laughs> if I'm being objective, the plot is full nonsense. <laughs> yeah, but I think there's a lot of really good details in this episode. Yeah. Like both like, you know, you know, both like funny haha, like for us good, but also like legitimately good. Like the sincere Peter Bobby thing was just such a nice standout from this show. Mm -hmm. Um, like just fully unironically, you know? Um, but then also just a lot of like, it's funny. A lot of, a lot of really funny jokes and good comedy, good, like full circle kinds of comedy, good little, and and a lot of like character based comedy, I think is really done well in this episode. It's got everything you could want. It's got good gags. It actually has some good animation moments. It does, yeah. Um, which is worth noting. We didn't really call them out, but they're there. And it makes the police look like idiots. So, I mean, lots to celebrate on this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Yeah, I dig it. It's uh, fun. Well, if you want to hear us celebrate all kinds of things, uh, check out our Patreon. That could have been a good one. We just said it was fun. You could have said other fun things. <laughs> You didn't have to make that one I feel awkward. like we've said fun things before. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you want fun things. People at home keeping track of how they, how they do the Patreon transition and this a, week. And a six-part essay on why Aunt May is the greatest character in all of Spider-Man lore. Check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash wallopingwebsnappers. <laughs> And if you'd like the addendums um, and, you know, 30 appendices to that six-part series, um, you can find Derek online um, talking all about his favorite character, Aunt May. Where can they find that, Derek? Sure. You can find <laughs> me on Twitter at Derek B. Gale. Where I, honestly, I have talked about how much I like at least the Rose Rosemary Harris version of fair. Aunt May Very quite fair. a bit. There's literally a little bit in my Spider-Man 3 video uh, on my YouTube series that I'll plug in just a second where, like, <laughs> it's, like, a few seconds, but it is pretty much, like, yeah, by the way, Aunt May fucking rules in that trilogy. She's great <laughs> and fantastic. Big problem with the third movie is that she's just not in it enough. Yeah. Um, and she basically saves the day in Spider-Man 2, like, technically, in the same way, yeah. in, in a similar way to this one. She indirectly saves the day <laughs> on, like, multiple levels. But yeah, that that essay series I just referenced, it's a Second Chance, which is a YouTube series uh, looks at looking at bad or divisive media, but from a positive lens. What about you, Doug? You can find me on Twitter at IckyBooley, I-C-K-Y-B-O-O-L-E-Y. You can find me on another podcast here on the 4 Radio Network called Victory Road, a Pokemon podcast where my co-host Kyle and I talk about Pokemon just as we feel like it. And if you like books and games, you can check me out on a podcast called Novel Gaming, where my friends Katie and Vicky and I catch up on all of the media we've been consuming. Of course, if you would like more from Derek and me, we have another podcast, a monthly podcast called Falling with Style. It's an ongoing Pixar movie marathon where we watch every Pixar film chronologically. And our episode on Ratatouille is out now with two fantastic guests. And you can listen to that wherever you get your podcasts. Visit us on our website at wallopingwebsnappers.com. You can find a full archive of all of our episodes, show notes, and faces of the episodes. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at wallopingwebpod or email us at wallopingwebsnapperspodcast at gmail.com. 
please rate, review, and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or Google Play Music or wherever you listen to your podcast, but especially the big ones because those ratings and reviews help other people find us. And if you like what we're doing, somebody else out there will too. Next week, Spidey gets cast in a deadly movie in the episode Spidey Goes Hollywood. Yeah, see you then. Bye. Bye.